0: Hallelujah. I do want to mention uh, mention to our congregation this morning. I know we've had a lot going on in our in our nation and in our world, and I don't want to bring a, a sad note, but the things that's been happening in in churches all across our nation. And uh, I talked to a lady uh, the other day in the community and invited her to church. And um, the first thing she said to me, she said, um, Pastor, she said, "Uh, I'm scared to go to church. And I won't bring my children to church because of everything that's happened with you know, children's pastors and pastors and, uh, you know, people walking in doing crazy things. And so, it, it's, my, it's my job, it's my obligation uh, to keep you as safe as I can keep you. And um, with, with saying that, coming up in the next, probably the next two or three months, we're going to be Uh, Trying our best to put in a a system where men around the church here at church time, there will be times they'll be walking out in the parking lot, looking through the parking lot, and there will be men here at the church that will be doing, I don't want to go into it, be doing everything they can to keep you safe while you're here at the church. And uh, we're going to be redoing, everybody knows we're putting the ladies' bathroom in, back here for all you princesses. Amen. Yeah, amen. (laughs) Yeah, for all us men, we get that other old little bathroom over there. But uh, anyway, (laughs) uh, and we're going to be redoing our um, foyer out there. We're going to have a welcome center out there when it's all said and and done is our plans uh, out there. But with saying all of that, we're going to have monitors and things just It won't be a—trying to keep you as safe as we can is what I'm trying to communicate, Uh, where when you come in, you feel like that you're safe, that knowing that the pastor and the men, the deacons and the men of the church, they're doing everything they can that their best ability— to keep us and keep our children downstairs uh, safe. we, well, The way the church is laid out, when you first come in the door there, you can automatically go downstairs, and that's where our children are. And so we want to make sure that all of that's covered, and, and be praying for the men of this church. A lot of them are going to be involved in that, and so they just need your prayers. Every Sunday, um, they'll be just be checking things out. So I don't say that to scare you. I say that to, uh, we got to do our best we got to do our best to keep you. That's my responsibility. That's my responsibility. And all the responsibility of the men of this church that love you, that we're going to do our best to keep you safe. Amen? This, but, but nobody can keep us safe any greater than the angels in heaven. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. After that beautiful worship this morning, the worship team did a wonderful job, didn't they? Let's give them a hand this morning. Yes, praise the Lord. Amen. As I look around at Christians, um, I don't think I've seen so many children of God and Christians that feel discouraged. And they feel like that God is... Not noticing their labor of love or their labor of working God's um, kingdom. The, maybe God is not noticing their uh, maybe their accomplishments. How many of you know that we can have accomplishments in the kingdom of God, uh, but they feel like that God is not noticing. Well, there's a man in the Bible that I want to talk about this morning. is a very small um, uh, story, but it's tucked in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. And it refers back to the prophecy in Psalms where it spoke about Judas would go on and to betray Jesus and go on to, to, to hang himself. And it refers uh, back to that book of Psalms, and it, in this little story quoted in Acts chapter 1, verse uh, 21, I believe, 21 through 25. We're going to look at, um, we're going to look at a gentleman in the Bible that a lot of us is probably just just passed by, it's just read over and not paid a lot of attention to when we were reading through our. Uh, Bible, whether it's through our devotions or later on in the evening or at night when we have our uh, Bible, our devotion times, and we kind of read over, um, read over some of these passages of scripture. But in verse 25, in Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 1, excuse me, in verse 25, it says, uh, We need someone to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to his own place. So we need a person to fill that the position of the apostleship. This apostleship position was no little position. You know, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you had St. Peter, and you had all the apostles but the Bible teaches us, and even quotes in the book of Psalms about Judas, that Judas would go on and portray Christ. So that left a position open for apostleship. Now, apostleship at the time of Christ was a big deal. Now, when Jesus went about picking his apostles, it was a big deal, wasn't it? It, it was a, a big deal. Deal. How many of you would have liked to have walked with Jesus for three and one half years? How many of you'd like to have just walked with Jesus just a month? Just a week. I mean, I'd have just liked to have walked with him one day. But these guys got to walk with him for three and a half years. And the Bible says that they had to pick an apostle. So it was a it was a big deal to God. It was a big deal that this apostleship position was filled. In Acts chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from baptism of John, to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us from his Resurrection. So what they're telling us, this is the qualifications of the apostle that needs to be picked. And where I'm going with this this morning is that you may feel like what you do is insignificant in the kingdom of God. You might feel like what you do, it doesn't matter. You might feel like what you do, God is not watching. You might feel like what you do, that God is just kind of bypassing you and tapping the next person on the shoulder. How many of you ever felt like that in the kingdom of God? That God's kind of, He's kind of bypassed me, but He's tapped the other one on the shoulder. Well, I want to assure you this morning. That God's all-seeing eye is watching everything you do for the body of Christ. So here are the qualifications for that apostleship. Now you and I would think to have the position of the apostleship that Jesus would pick someone that has laid hands on the sick and they recover. That Jesus would be looking for someone that did some great and mighty miracles in His name. For when you and I look to pick someone or vote someone in, we always look at the big things that they have accomplished or they have done. Can you say Amen. But that is the not. That's not the way. Excuse me. That Jesus Christ works and His kingdom works. And the body of Christ works. Every part of us, I believe it's in the book of Ephesians, that the Bible says that every part of us are joined together to make up the body of Christ. You cannot say that I'm the toe, that I don't matter. How many have mashed your toe? Okay, I'm going I'm to turn around. How many said a bad word when you mashed your toe? How many wanted to say a bad word when you mashed your toe? Okay, a little carnality coming out in there. But how can the toe say to the arm that you're not important? How many of you have mashed your finger? Doesn't that hurt? How can the finger say to the toe, you don't matter? In the book of Ephesians it talks about you we all matter to Christ. Whatever we do whatever we do it matters. And so this is man in the book of um, Acts chapter 1 here is the qualifications that they are looking for for an apostle. And I want to read it again. Therefore of these men who have accompanied us All the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must be a witness with us through his resurrection. Someone that needs to qualify that he was there when Jesus was baptized until His resurrection. And the Bible says that he went in and out among us. Meaning that the apostle that we've got to pick has to be one that has been faithful through the in and the out. That's been faithful when times were good. And has been faithful when times were bad. That the apostle was there when things were going great and when things were going bad. The two men picked were Justice and the other man was Matthias. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1 through 23 through 26. Now look how they picked this guy. It's, It's crazy. The Bible says in this chapter that they cast it Lots for you that <clears throat> play the lottery. They cast it for you. that play the lottery. They shouldn't play the lottery. They casted lots. Look! Look at the way they look at the way they 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 pick this apostle. Isn't that crazy? They casted dice, or some translations say they put it in a bowl and uh, put the name on a rock, and they put their hand in the bowl and they pick. This man called Matthias. But they picked him because he was just faithful. They didn't pick him because, listen, they didn't pick him because he could sing well. Thank God. You don't ever hear, want to hear me sing? They didn't pick him because... He could lead worship well. They didn't pick him because he could quote Scripture well. They didn't pick him because he could explain Scripture well. They didn't pick him because he had knowledge of Scripture well. How many of you, if you and I, we pick people, or we would... Because of their knowledge of Scripture, or because they could quote Scripture well, or they could do this well. He wasn't picked because of his knowledge of Scripture, or he could quote Scripture, or he could explain Scripture well, or he could sing, or he could preach, or he could do any of them things. They picked him just because he was faithful to the body of Christ How do you say the body of Christ? He was walking with Christ. Which translates to you and I, we are in the body of Christ. I don't care how little it may seem or how small it may look. But if you have been faithful, do not give up on what God has called you to do. God wants you there When it looks like it's tough, God wants you there, Sister Tina. When things are going well, God wants you there in the in and in the out. This man, Matthias, was loyal. You never hear him before or after. But the Holy Spirit had his eye on him and had elevated him because he... Was faithful? What I'm trying to communicate to you is, no matter how small your task, you just keep being faithful. You have to make up your mind and say to yourself, I might not be famous in other Christians' eyes. I might not stand on a great platform. But there's one thing that you're not going to outdo me in, that I am going to be faithful to the kingdom of God. Going to be faithful. Verse uh, 25 again, it said that he took part in the ministry. What has the ministry to you and I? The ministry to you and I is whatever God has called you to do. If God has called you to work in the nursery, you be faithful. If God has called you to work with the children, you be faithful. If God has called you to be a deacon, be faithful. If God has called you to feed this community, be faithful. Whatever God has called you to be a prayer partner, be faithful. Whatever God has called you to do, you just be faithful. And God, I come, to, I come this morning to encourage you, God will reward you just because of your faithfulness. Just because of your faithfulness. So do not be discouraged this morning. You cannot quit. You cannot give up. You cannot throw in the towel in your service to God. Because I, got, I believe I'm preaching to some people this morning that you are not quitters. I come to tell you, stand strong. You could be the next one that God releases the promotion of the mantle that fell on Elijah in your life just because you are are faithful. Isn't it amazing what God did in Pastor John and Pastor Amanda's life? They just kept being faithful. They just kept coming to church when the kids were doing great and when they went out of here and felt like they were just just finished with it all. They came back the next Sunday and kept doing it like a lot of you. I'm just not picking them out. I'm just using them as an example. You quit being, you just quit, you just keep, excuse me, you just keep being faithful to God and one of these times God's just going to come up and throw the man on you. it might not be it might not be a check of17 thousand dollars it might he might that day just tap you and heal your body and you can say, I've just been faithful to God and God heard and answered my prayer. Praise the Lord. I talked about it last week. If you're discouraged this morning, like we all get, you keep pushing the plow, you keep tilling the ground, and you keep planting the seed. Let's say that together. You keep pushing the plow, you keep tilling the ground, and you keep planting the seed. Okay, like I, like I mentioned last week, Elisha was out in the field He was just pushing the plow, tilling the ground, and planting the seed. He got up the next day and did the same thing. He pushed the plow, tilled the ground, and planted the seed. How many days do you think he got up and got discouraged and said, I don't want to look at the back end of these oxen anymore? They're, the back ends of them look, look, they're ugly. The back end of them stink. I, I don't want to do this n- anymore. But he gets back up on the plow, and he, they push the plow, to till the ground, and plant the seed. And one day, the prophet Elijah said, it's time for me to hand over my mantle that I carry To someone else, it's time for me to uh, to handle my apostleship over to someone else. And where do you find Elisha out in the field, just being faithful? You know, it could have been a day that he got up and said, "I'm discouraged. I don't want to, Debbie. I don't want to do this no more. I'm discouraged. I don't want to push the plow." till the ground and plant the seed anymore. But he gets up and he says, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to do it again. God, give me the strength to work in that nursery one more time. Give me the strength To play that instrument one more time. Give me the strength to drive that bus one more time. Give me the strength to go on that mission trip one more time. Give me that strength just to get back in that sound booth one more time. Give me the strength just to pay my tithes one more time. Just give me the strength, God, just that one more time. I'm discouraged, and I feel like God is not paying any attention to what I'm doing. Just do it again when you don't feel like it and you don't want to do it. Just push the plow, till the ground and plant the seed. And I promise you, because of your faithfulness, not Because you can, once again, not because you can sing well or you can play the keyboard or you can do anything that anybody else sees, but just that little things you keep doing over and over and over and over again, one day God is going to tap you on the shoulder and promote you because you were just faithful. Isn't that encouraging? That I don't have to do this great performance for God, Brother Jerry. I got to do my best, and if I will just do my best and I'll be faithful at doing my best, God will reward me. Revelation chapter twenty-two, verse twelve says, "This is this is the reward." He said, "This is the reward with him." Verse twelve: Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I'll give each person according. Listen, according to what he has what? Done. He said, I'm going to reward you for what you have what? What you've done. He said, I'm going to reward you at my coming for what you have done. This church, this Skip in and skip out and skip up and skip down and uh, here, eight week, uh, here one week and, and gone ten weeks and in and out, up and down. That God doesn't work in God's kingdom. Oh, come on, help me preach. Doesn't work in God's kingdom. God is looking for people. That will set their hands to the plow and keep tilling the ground. And God said, I'm going to reward you if you just stay at it. Praise the Lord. The the highest calling in the New Testament was apostleship. And the Holy Spirit uh, had tapped Matthias uh, on the on the uh, on the head to be the next apostle, just because he was in the in and the out. Matthias had walked with Jesus, experienced all the healings, all the baptism, and all the great and mighty things Jesus had done. We need we read nowhere in Scripture where he preached or laid hands on anybody. He was just. And again, do not give up. Keep fighting. Keep your head high and keep believing I'm working for God. I'm working for his kingdom. I'm going to keep putting it in and I'm going to say let's up it a little more. How many of you believe the rapture of the church is not long off? And how many of you feel like God is tapping you on the shoulder, brother, and saying, just step it up a little more. Just give it a little more. Just give God's kingdom a little more. I'm not quitting now. I'm not throwing in the towel now. I'm not saying it's over now. God has overlooked me, for he will soon come, and I will receive my reward. Praise God. Let's give God a hand. That's a good place to give the Lord a hand right there. That's why that's why I like the that's why I like the old people. That's why I like the old people. I look at them. Sister Betty? not always been easy for them. They've lost husbands. They've they've lost children. Their finances has dried up before. They've had great sickness in their body. But they said, it's not stopping me. I'm going to keep pushing the plow, tilling the ground and planting the seed, and I'm going to keep doing whatever I can do, whatever I physically can do in the kingdom of God, I'm going to keep doing it. And what happens? Over and over, I've seen through the ministry that God keeps tapping them on the shoulder, and he keeps blessing them, and he keeps touching them. Why? Just because they were what? Faithful unto God. Proverbs chapter twenty four ten says, "If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Keep your prayer life strong. Keep your Bible reading strong. Keep your worship strong. Keep your uh, 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 keep giving strong. And again, God will reward you. I like this. uh, I like this scripture in Matthew chapter." Uh, 16 verse 27 for the son of man is going to come in the glory of his father with his angels and will then repay or reward every man according to his deeds meaning what he has done for the kingdom of God the work he's done for the kingdom of God he is going to be rewarded say rewarded how many are you waiting for your day to be rewarded for the kingdom of God? That's going to be a glorious day if you are working in the kingdom of God. How many of you know that you're not taking anything down here on earth with you? And for a few, some of you that might not know that, I want to inform you. None of your goods are going to heaven with you. I'm going to kind of close with this. There is a, uh, I think it's an, old, it's an old bank down, I believe it's on Beverly Street. It's been there, I don't know, for, forever. And I, if they still have it and have not remodeled, when you used to be able to walk in that old bank and had that, what do they call those uh, doors that kind of turn, revolving door? Revolving door? Well, let me give you a picture of what's going to happen when God calls you home. It's going to be like you, listen, it's going to be like you walking up to that revolving door and you're going to walk in it, so to speak. you walk in it and all of everything you've ever worked for is going to be left behind. And when you go through that revolving door, so to speak, and you face Christ, all of that's left behind. So whether you drive up and up BMW, Mercedes-Benz, a Jaguar, whether you drive up in a Pinto. You'll have to get out. You'll have to get out, Brother Jerry. Leave it all behind. Step on that revolving door. And when you go in, the only thing... That you're going to have is the deeds that you've done for Jesus Christ. And that's what you're going to be rewarded with. And all of that's going to be left behind. Nothing wrong with any of that. It doesn't, God doesn't care if you drive up, so to speak, in a Mercedes or a Jaguar or whatever you like. Or you come up in the Pinto. He don't care how much wealth you have. It's just when you get there, and so to speak, when you walk through that revolving door, there will be Jesus Christ. And you will be rewarded for your deeds. I want to close with this um, scripture here. Revelation chapter uh, 21, verse 14. The wall of the city had 12 foundations. Now listen to this. New Jerusalem. Stay, stay connected to me here, okay? Because I want to finish with this. This is this last verse is big. Just, just lean in. Revelation chapter 21, verse 14. The wall of that city, New Jerusalem. Can you say amen? amen. Had 12 foundations, and on them were the names. I don't shout. The names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Now, I don't hear anything else about Matthias after he was elected as the apostle with Peter, James, and John and the rest of them. And he was just faithful, the Bible says, in the ins and outs. And let me make an insert here. How many of you come to church sometimes and it feels like Jesus is in here? And the next Sunday, it feels like he's out. You feel like you have a good service? We go home, praise God. Man, God moved this morning. Maybe God used us a little bit. Or you go home. How many times have we went home before? And thinking, Lord Jesus, where were you at? It seemed like the service went backwards. But you got to just keep coming. And let me insert here again, and not throwing off on it, but if you go to 12 different churches trying to find Jesus, he might just show up back here the Sunday you're gone. I'm just saying, I don't know. But he might walk in the building the day that you decided to go. Now, you might find him there. I'm sure you might. But you just got to be faithful and keep coming, keep coming. That could be the Sunday God heals you or touches you. So Revelations, back to Revelations 21, verse 14. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. That day, I can imagine God saying, okay, all right, angels. Don't forget to engrave Simon Peter's name on one of those stones. The angels look back up to God and say, "Don't f- uh, who's next? Uh, put Matthew's name on the next stone." And they go through all of the eleven, and God says to the angels, "You're missing one. Which which one?" Matthias, don't forget to engrave his name on one of the foundational stones that you lay because he is the 12th apostle that I have picked just because he was faithful. Now, I'm not going to be able to identify with Peter. He preached and 3,000 people got saved at one time. And I'm sure I'm not going to be able to identify with the Apostle John, the Beloved, or Matthew, or any of the other apostles, the great work they did in God's kingdom. But Brother Perry, if I will just keep being faithful... What well, God has called me to do, whatever that is, and I will just, just keep being faithful. Whether you're you're called to, to lead a prayer group, whether whatever it is, if you will if clean the church, it doesn't matter. If you will just keep being faithful. I think I, I'm, I'm trying my best to be faithful. And one day I believe I can go up and run my fingers through the carving of where they put the name of Matthias. So, you know, I might not be able to identify with the great things all of these other apostles did. But I can identify with Matthias. I tried to be in, and I tried to be out, and I tried to be faithful. You just be faithful. And I think a lot of us are going to be lined up with Matthias. Because we might have not did anything extraordinary for God. But if we'll just be faithful in God's kingdom, God will reward us us, keep your shoulders up and your head high. and if you're not doing anything in the kingdom of God, I want to encourage you to get plugged in and do something. because you don't want to walk through that door, so to speak. I'm using that for a, a metaphor. You don't want to walk through that door, so to speak, and look at Jesus Christ on Judgment Day and re- the day that He will reward, and say, I, I don't have any rewards for you because you didn't do anything in the kingdom of God. I, I don't want to be like that. You, won't, you might not get the reward of, of something great. But if you will just be faithful like Matthias. Tucked away, little name, tucked away in the book of Acts chapter 1. Just tucked away. He was just, the Bible, of the Holy Spirit made it very plainly that he was just faithful in the body of Christ, and God rewarded him. Amen? Let's stand this morning. I hope that encouraged you. Maybe you're here this morning and you just think, man, Pastor, I don't feel like anything that I'm doing in the kingdom of God is significant or, or, or means anything or is making a difference. Uh, I come to tell you this morning, our adult Sunday school class, down there on Sundays, is, our brother just keeps being faithful, and I just use him as an example. He just keeps being faithful to the, uh, the older generation, whatever Mission, whatever, whatever it is. Mission, it doesn't matter. Just be faithful, and God will reward you. Amen. Amen? Isn't that awesome to know that God not only, the Bible teaches me, the Word of God teaches me, not only... Is he going to reward me over there? But I just showed you Matthias was rewarded down here as he was tapped on the shoulder to be the next apostle. So can I assure you, you just be faithful and God's going to reward you down here and he's going to reward you up there. Isn't that good? Man, I feel good this morning to know that if I just be faithful... God is going to reward me. Let's close our eyes and bow our head this morning. If you're here, you say, Pastor, I feel like God has a a place for me in the body of Christ. And I, I don't feel like I'm fulfilling what God wants me to do. And I'm not moving forward in that. And I just need you to pray that That God will give me the strength to move to that next level of what He's called me to do in the body of Christ. If you're here this morning like that, just slip up your hand quickly. Just quickly and slip it up. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. In the back. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else, just say, Pastor, I know God continually deals with me about a certain thing in the body of Christ. And I just want to move forward. And now knowing that He will reward me for my faithfulness. Praise the Lord this morning. Grab someone by the hand as we close in uh, prayer uh, this morning. And they're going to lead us in a one course after we pray and worship. And uh, just grab someone by the hand. We're going to pray together. Father, this morning, you have showed us. You've showed us that if we'll just be faithful through the living word of God. Maybe it's someone here that they're just being faithful of taking care of their mother. Or they're just being faithful, taking care of their dad. Or they're just being faithful of taking care of someone that can't take care of their self. That they're elderly and can't take care of their self And they're just being faithful. No one else sees it. But they're just being faithful. Maybe it's a husband. It's, their wife is not able to get up and do a lot, but they're just faithful to her. Or, a, or maybe there's a husband, vice versa. They're just being faithful. This morning, God, that you will just just deal with us continually in the kingdom of God to work faithfulness out in our life, and you will reward us in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. Let's give she's going to do one more course. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning.